Hey, before we get to today's show, just wanted to say that we recorded this take purge before the news that Aaron Rodgers is going to the New York Jets. So keep that in mind for the part where Sulk says Rodgers won't go to the New York Jets. Honestly, makes the take even spicier, though. We will be hitting the Aaron Rodgers news in depth on our next show on Wednesday morning. But if you want instant reactions, you can check out the Ringer NFL show with Ben Solak and Shil Kapadia, which went up Monday afternoon. Okay, it is time for the take purge. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. This is not a test. This is your emergency podcast system announcing the commencement of the annual Take Purge. At the siren, all takes, including things you don't actually believe, will be legal for 60 continuous minutes. No players, coaches, or media members of any kind will be granted immunity. All rational thought, logic, and professional credibility will be suspended. The Ringer Podcast Network thanks you for your participation. May our take God, Chris Sims, be with you all. Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. I am joined by Danny Kelly, Ben Sluck, and Craig Horlbeck. Gentlemen, are you ready to cleanse your souls? I'm afraid, yes. but I'm ready. I can't wait. Also, I have an announcement. Uh, I watched The Purge. <laughs> you ruined the bit. What was it about? Uh, <laughs> I think you know what it's about. We did a rewatchables on it. What like, was it about? <laughs> we did a rewatchables on it like one, two months ago. So go back and check that out if you're interested. But I, I'm now well-versed in... in the Purge universe, not the extended Purge universe, because there's like nine of them, but I've seen the first one. So we got the general, because we had been doing this for a few years and we'd actually never seen the movie. So we got the bit right. The Purge is a safe space to say whatever you want, right? That's yeah. totally what it is. Yeah. And in the movie, they kill their neighbors because they think they're pompous and sold Jesus. overpriced security systems. And, <laughs> and now we're going to just like rip off draft takes. I'm sorry, what? It wasn't <laughs> even like a good thing. It was just like, I don't like the Jacksons. And the whole, the purge in general is like, it's a day for people to purge their souls. So there's no crime in the other parts of the year. But in the specific first movie, the, the whole entire thing is, is, is about Ethan Hawke of fallout boy. Who yeah. <laughs> Famously. The, who sells security <laughs> systems to homes for the purge day, but he kind of like is running a racket and, and they have mm. the biggest house on the block. So during the purge, all of the neighbors break into the house and break in through his faulty security system and try to kill him because they hate him. <laughs> no. That's basically what we're doing here is we're going to break in. Oh, oh, my God. That's oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's there time. It wow. We're going to get purging all these, the four months of draft prep. We're going to just get all <gasps> these unwanted, intrusive takes. Remember, Ow. we are not liable for anything we say in this next hour. If we get it right, absolutely. Sharing Full credit. If we get it wrong, it was a take purge. It doesn't there, count. There is no blue check mark on this episode. You know, this is oh. not us. Oh wow! Timely reference. Yeah. Do you guys get butterflies before this show? <laughs> I get butterflies before it's every like, show. Remember the butterflies you get before like a basketball game in high school, where you're like, "Oh God, there's gonna be a lot of people watching me fail." Well, DK, why don't you lead us off? Get some butterflies <laughs> out of the way. Thought, you guys didn't have that. Purge the butterflies, nothing, nothing. DK. Uh, all right. So. Guys, we've spent a lot of time talking about outliers on this show. This is the draft of outliers. Uh, I kind of think all the outliers are going to suck because they're outliers, <laughs> and that's why teams avoid them. <laughs> like, I'm kind of worried about these outliers. Let's run through them. Bryce Young. Look, he's small. He's he's too small. Uh, Kalijah Kansi, his arms are simply too short, and he's also too small, you guys. <laughs> Dewan Jones, 
He's honestly, man, he's just too big and slow. Uh, Emmanuel <laughs> Forbes, Flat Stanley or Flat Andy, Flat, flat Andrew, whatever you want to call him. He's going to have to like be grounded. I mean, most people just want to call him Flat Stanley. You're the only one who wants to call him something else. Whatever. I Close enough. Two-dimensional guy. Is it going to work in football? <laughs> yeah. Deuce Vaughn. 177 pounds. He is going to get thrown around like he's a toddler on a football field. Tank <laughs> Dell, 165 pounds. I do not care how fast he is. He's 165 pounds. There's a reason teams avoid outliers in size because they don't work at the NFL level. And I'm worried that all these guys are going to suck. Or at least, let me put it a little milder. Most of them won't work. Well, it's like it's like Occam's razor, right? It's like, you know right. what? Sometimes the simplest explanation... <laughs> Is, is preferable to the more complex one. Just don't right. pick the guy with the weird physical trait. It's the Occam's <laughs> Arrested Development. It's like, well, this never works for anyone else, but it could work for us. Yep. It does feel like we've been doing that, like this entire draft process. Who is the biggest outlier, DK? Like who is who has the most outlier qualities that you think will flop? <sighs> Bryce Young. I mean, I in my true heart of hearts, I don't think he's going to fail, but like, it would be the most like obvious thing that he would fail. Like it, he's too small. Can I purge your take small. real quick? <laughs> Please purge your soul, Solak. Yeah. yeah, Bryce Young's gonna fail. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> he's too small. D D DK said in his heart of hearts, I think he's gonna be good. In my heart of hearts, down in the fundamental core of my being, Just the pit ain't big enough, Chief. Call me when you grow. <laughs> get get large, kid. I like. I, I'll put it to you this way. I don't think Bryce Young is going to be good enough for long enough to A, warrant the first overall selection and B, look like a good pick relative to these other quarterbacks. Uh, even if Young is good in his initial years, which I think like I will allow for that in this take purge, at, like, you know, framework of how I think about Bryce Young. He'll be good in the first few years. I, I think there's legitimate Tua concerns where he's going to accumulate so many hits and so mm -hmm. many injuries that his athleticism is going to go down. And then obviously the concussion thing is a separate conversation. You, you know, you predicting concussions is very difficult, but recurring injury is going to be a problem with Bryce Young. Kyler Murray is an example. Zach Wilson is an example. I don't want a short, slight quarterback who invites hits with his play style. Fundamentally, once you introduce the details, Heisman winner, Alabama, very, very talented. It becomes very tempting. But I got to go back to fundamentals. Go back to one-on-one. -on -one. Big people win football games. I Bryce Young's going to fail. <sighs> yeah. Does, so, yeah. I, I still have Bryce Young ranked very highly. And like I said before, in my heart of hearts, I think he's going to be good. But, like, there's also a large part of me everywhere but my heart that's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, can I, this is not going to work. Can I bring in my take now? Because it kind of dovetails off this. Yeah. Please. The first overall pick in the NFL draft is a bad pick and you shouldn't want it. <laughs> Craig, I have the exact same thing. Craig, I have, the, I, have, I have on my list, having the first overall pick is the worst. You, should go it. you shouldn't want the first overall pick. I, I, it's a I, bad pick. I totally agree. Oh my God. Craig and I showed up to the same bank with the same mask, the same robbing equipment. <laughs> I don't know how you rob things. Craig and I are there, baby. And we, like honestly, we could have very different explanations. Mine's probably dumber, so I'm going to do mine first. So, and I'll continue this by saying, I don't even think you should be the team to take the first quarterback off the board. Even if it's not the first overall pick in the draft, just, just never by take default. the first quarterback <laughs> off the board. Unless there's a consensus generational talent. Years mm -hmm. where there aren't, isn't a consensus number one, like a Trevor Lawrence, a, an Andrew Luck, are actually just doomsday clocks for coaches and GMs. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers trade up to one. They, they're going to take Bryce Young. And if he sucks, the franchise stalls for like three to four years. GM and the coach most likely get fired. But if you're the Raiders and you let Will Levis fall to you or Anthony Richardson, eh, okay, they suck, whatever. Half the people thought they were going to suck anyway. They fell to you. You dump him in two years. Josh McDaniels probably doesn't get fired and you move on. Even if you hit on the number one quarterback, I feel like you don't even get the praise you deserve. It's not like anyone's saying Zach Taylor's like killing everyone it. Everyone right would have picked so, him. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. Well, <laughs> there was a while, Joe Burrow kind of rooted, but you realize that the only number one picks in the 21st century to win a Super Bowl are like Eli Manning and like Eric Fisher, who was like a washout for his first team. <laughs> I want to run through the last 10 first quarterbacks taken in the draft and then what happened to their coaches after. Okay. 2013, mm -hmm. EJ Manuel. Head coach, Doug Marone, fired after one season. 2014, Blake Bortles. Head coach, Gus Bradley, fired after two seasons. 2015, Jameis Winston. 
Head coach, Lovey Smith, fired after one season. 2016, Jared Goff, Jeff Fisher, fired after one, fired during the season. 2017, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, John Fox, fired after one season. 2018, Baker Mayfield, Hugh Jackson, fired after one season. 2019, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury had to buy a one-way ticket to Thailand to reassess his life, <laughs> and now he's coaching in college. Then you have Joe Burrow in 2020. No one gives credit to Zach Taylor. And Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, fired after one season. I, That's incredible. You're right. I will say, I think that it's like the other way around where it's the coaches who have steered their teams to be in position to have one of the worst records in the league get fired because right. they suck and the teams right. suck. Right. But to your point, Craig, I agree because I actually think that, again, I know I'm saying this for years, but a purge I've had for years is like all the quarterback prospects are probably good. The teams are bad. There's nothing wrong with the quarterback prospects. If you like the, the reason that the first guys don't work out is because those guys go to teams that fucking suck with coaches that are probably worse. And the ones that fall go to better teams. And it's like, Oh wow. Patrick Mahomes. Like he's Mahomes <laughs> would suck if he went to right. the Cleveland Browns with Hugh Jackson, but like, I don't he know went if to that's Andy right. Reed. I don't know if Mahomes I, I think, sucked on the Browns. I, I think, think Josh Allen would have sucked. Yeah, I think Josh, Josh Allen would have sucked if he went to Cleveland, who's 0-16 with Hugh Jackson. He would suck, and we'd make fun of him all right. the time. The number one <laughs> overall pick is a death sentence. I'd rather have the third. <laughs> so I, I have bad news for you about the third overall pick, Craig. So I went when I, I was writing about Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, and the Vikings. This was uh, uh, over a season ago, so the data isn't super updated. No, and I mean, but I'd rather I have the third looked... quarterback, not the third pick. I'd rather have the third quarterback every okay. year, whoever that is. Well, stick with me here. So I went back and I looked at draft classes from 2010 to 2019, looking at the the quarterbacks selected in the first round, right? of the, there, was, there were 30 quarterbacks, again, 2010 to 2019. Uh, of the 30, 12 of those teams, 12 of those quarterbacks had winning records as starters. And generally their coaches and their and their GMs stayed employed at like a decent click. For those 18 quarterbacks that had losing records in their starts, okay, all but four head coaches were fired within the first two years of that player being drafted. The four remaining, two more were fired after year three. One, Joe Philbin was fired during year four. And then the last one was Cliff. And Cliff's gone. Cliff got fired after year, th- uh, after year what, four of Kyler. Cliff bought a GM one-way wise, ticket to sa- Thailand. <laughs> yes. GM-wise, it's, it's basically the same thing. About 70, 80% of the, of the general managers get fired after the first two years of drafting a quarterback who doesn't win. So you're absolutely 100% correct. It is a doomsday clock. The moment you take, and I'm not talking a first <laughs> overall pick at quarterback, I'm talking a first round pick at quarterback. If you take Jeez. him as a GM or as a head coach, Right, we're we're including Teddy Bridgewater, baby. We're including Brandon Whedon at twenty two, Paxton Lynch at twenty six. You take a first round quarterback, and you don't win when he starts. The head coach is fired one hundred percent of the time, mostly within two seasons. <laughs> don't do it. Pull a Chris Ballard. Save your job. Just Never don't draft pick. anyone forever. Never draft. Never In the draft. last ten years, there have been more hits from the quarterback position, from the quarterbacks that were taken fourth through seventh, like at, at the position, than the number one overall quarterback. In the last 10 years, quarterbacks that were taken between fourth and seventh at their position, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. That's better than the, and all of the number one com- picks combined <laughs> in the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Again, uh, though, I just look at that list. Dak Prescott, the, oh, the good picks. Dak Prescott went to a Cowboys team. as the best roster in the NFL. Russell Wilson went to the team that had the best defense in the league. No, I didn't he, name Russ. Russ. Russ wasn't on that list. Uh, well, Jalen Hurts went to the Eagles, who had, I mean, recently won the Super Bowl a year or two earlier. Like the Ravens had made the playoffs, mm-hmm. or it had nine and seven the year, like a year before they had Lamar. Like it's landing, they're spot. good teams. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually have two different takes about the third pick. So it's funny, Craig, that you specifically keep. I know third quarterback, but the third pick in this draft, I have two different takes. <laughs> okay. The first is the Cardinals should just draft a quarterback. Ooh. Just replace uh, Kyler Murray. Disagree. Just well, replace Kyler say, Murray. It's a safe space, Ben. It's a safe space. Oh no, hit me, please. Come out. Okay. Literally, like I this Kyler's the wrong quarterback for them, and he and they're the wrong team for him. Just break up. Just take Anthony Richardson and just let Kyler Murray go. Ben Simmons, just keep him away. Let him stream and just just hit the just <laughs> let wipe him this stream. all clean. My take purge is this for the Cardinals. It's the exact opposite direction. The Cardinals should trade three overall, and everything else that they have, Buda Baker, DeAndre Hopkins, whoever is left, 
to accumulate so much 2024 draft capital that nobody else even tries to get Caleb Williams in the first overall <laughs> pick, which I know we just said with Craig, don't go get the first overall pick, it's bad. Caleb might hopefully maybe kind of sort of be one of those guys that, that that's got some generationalism to him, right? Yep. He's, he's, yep. he's a truly, truly unique passer right now, right? He's the first guy to come out since Mahomes where people are like, oh, like, that might be a... Uh, and reminds us a little bit of 15 there a little bit. And so uh, I think it's not take a quarterback at three. I think it's don't even be like, oh, Titans, come move up to three. We'll take 11. Like, no, Titans, come move up to three. We'll take next year's first, next year's second, next year's third, and 2025 first. We're, we're, we would like all the capital to be ready for us in 2024. Scare everybody off from coming up to take Caleb Williams next year. Ben and I are in lockstep because one of my hot takes is that the Texans <laughs> should not take a quarterback so they can tank again and get Caleb Williams because he's considered <laughs> generational. Maybe that's why the Texans aren't going to take a quarterback because they don't fucking want one because they want Caleb Williams because they think all these guys suck. They, they, they've been hype. It's pilled. They know the roster is too bad. There's no way they can develop a quarterback that they draft. So get a good roster and then get Caleb and then you have the environment to develop him. Wow. We have solved so many franchises wow. already on the take for like 20 minutes. Just lose Don't take games. a QB. Yeah. Yeah. QBs uh, are bad. <laughs> you don't want quarterbacks. I, on this now, I, I'll even go a step further here. This is for whoever the Cardinals take at three or next year. If they went and got Caleb Williams. Anyone the Cardinals draft, they should just pull an Eli Manning and refuse to play for the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Love just it. do That's the Seth Rogans like and this day. is the end. Like, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not fucking going. When's the last, is, has that ever, how many times has that happened? Where it's John player? Elway. John Elway got drafted by the Eli? Colts and was like, fuck you, I'm going to go to the Yankees. And then they traded him to the Broncos and Eli Manning mm-hmm. did it. And, and Peyton actually and did it too. He went back to college instead of going to play for the Jets. Oh yeah, Kobe. Oh yeah, Kobe. In the NFL, I'm surprised you haven't seen it since. So what has it been, 15 well, years? 20 years? Well, I, like, yeah, I know. And that's the thing. It, it, I think Joe Burrow considered it with the Bengals. But D, like DK, I, DK was talking the other day about Will Anderson. And he was talking about how Will Anderson's like a great pass rusher, great against the run, this hard worker. You know, Will Anderson, this is me, but like I feel like might be a defensive player of the year one day. Will Anderson's going to go to Arizona and I'll never think or watch him ever again. <laughs> He's just yeah. gone. He's into the ether. <laughs> we'll never see him. Void. He's going to, this wonderful player will just disappear. Like, why should we send him to the Arizona Cardinals who who deduct the cost of boxed lunches from their players' paychecks? This is ridiculous. Yeah. No free lunches. Like, harden these guys up. They're too soft. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. DK, do you have anything else you want to purge from your soul? Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of things. Um, as long as we're talking about quarterbacks, stick with this one. We should all just stop kidding ourselves. Will Levis is going to bust. This is obvious, right? Like Will Levis, can you just bust? I, I have a purge. Don't say that. Say he's going to be a bust. Don't say Will Will Levis is going to bust. That's <laughs> okay. oh okay. Who says that? Like, who says it like you that? You can't though? purge. Don't say that to somebody's purge. That that'd be just, like that saying, "Hey, is... don't do crime," which is the whole point of the night. You say no, I'm he's... going to bust. That's he's not saying... really so... people don't say that. Well, they right. do in certain contexts. Well, they add a few words, maybe. Will Levis is purging something if he's busting. Okay. He's going to be a bust, Heifetz. Sorry. I'm actually with Heifetz on this one. I don't think people say, I don't think they say Will Levis is going to bust. I think they'd say he's going to be a bust, right? I've heard both ways. It's a verb. In this context. Like when Benyama's going to bust? I don't know. Do that, yeah, it's, it's a verb no, and a noun. That's no good. You it's a verb and that. a noun. It's it like, is. Fuck. You're right. You're right. Maybe people just avoid it in that specific context because it sounds like, like ejaculating. It's like when announcers are like, oh, yeah, like Joe Burrow hooks up with Jamar Chase. And I'm like, for anyone under 40, that just isn't what you think of. My parents, I'd always come home like, so did you hook up with Sarah last night? I'm like, mom, we're not. She's a friend. (laughs) That's not how you say that. Say, did you hang out? (laughs) Well, yeah, my mom's like, oh, did you end up hooking up with your brother? And I'm like, why? Why? Don't. That's uh, anyway. Okay. So anyway, um, (laughs) we should all stop kidding ourselves. Will Levis is going to be a bust. He is a hero ball quarterback, but they, he just doesn't have any heroics. No, no heroics are attached to this hero ball quarterback. Um, he had seven, seven big time throws on 286 attempts for PFF, which is by far the fewest of the top quarterbacks in the class. And the biggest excuse we talk about when we talk about Will Levis is how he was like trying to carry this team on his back. He wasn't doing shit. He wasn't actually carrying anybody. I don't understand why we're so excited about Will Levis. He's 24 years old. He got worse in 2023, or he will be a 24-year-old rookie. His internal clock 
needs to speed up. He drifts into pressure, spotty accuracy, spotty decision-making, 23 interceptions in the last two years. He ranked 32nd in passing grade per PFF among the draft-eligible quarterbacks this year. That is behind Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Stetson Bennett, Jake Hayner, Jaron Hall, Sean Clifford, who, by the way, he couldn't beat out at Penn State, Max Duggan, Tanner <laughs> McKee, and Anthony Richardson, DTR, Aiden O'Connell, literally everyone in the class. Uh, he's muscle-bound. He's veiny. That's all I got. I Why love are we this. pretending he's going to be good? I love or, this. Detail. I have a Will Levis purge. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is it the opposite? I hope it's the opposite. <laughs> In 10 years, Will Levis will be the only starting quarterback left in this draft class. <laughs> will Levis, last year... Or We're going to check was, back in 10 years. Two years ago, I was like, it's going to be Mac Jones. And my my Mac Jones meter is going... Not that Mac Jones is the best now, but for that first year, he kind of was. And I I feel the same way about Levis. To me, he's been talked about the least. People have the least confidence in them. And I trust everybody. I, I don't trust anybody. So actually, whoever the media hates, I now like. So I think Will Levis will be the best quarterback in this draft. <laughs> I think here's here's Levis. Here's Levis's greatest traits in the NFL's eyes. Strong arm. Mm-hmm. Tough son of a gun. Banana peel. Plays in an NFL system. That <laughs> banana peel. That 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 form right there, that list gets about 19 opportunities to start in the league. Just gets chance after chance after chance. Sam Darnold. Play and see if he can do something here. And oh, he's going to, he, he's played in the Shanahan system before and he knows how our stuff works. And we're just going to cycle him through and cycle him through and cycle him through. Meanwhile, Stroud, who like right now, like people are getting like, oh, like attitude problems. Like, oh, I didn't mm. interview well. Like, that's what people are talking about with him, right? Like, Bryce Young, obviously, we talked about the size and longevity. And then Anthony Richardson, like, does need work, right? There's like, I think there's a lot of worlds in which Richardson ends up really good. There are a few worlds in which Richardson ends up bad. Right, right now, if you made me, if if you made me bet, starting quarterback twenty thirty three, one of the guys from this class, I would certainly bet on Will Levis. He's the sort he's of guy. Thirty four by then, in, by the way. In, 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 <laughs> He, okay, so he's going to be Ryan Tannehill, which is what Ryan Tannehill is exactly right now. He is Ryan Tannehill 10 years removed. I, he's going to hang around. Will Levis is going to be around in the league for so long, and everybody in the league is going to love him. And every time he plays, he's going to drive us nuts. And so long as he doesn't like full on Carson Wentz, like everywhere he goes, everyone hates him. He's just going to stick around. <laughs> just big, tall, strong, white, di- white guy who people like. He's going to be playing into his late 30s. I think we're kidding ourselves. No, I'm all in I on love- that. Ben and I, I was just I, locked in today. I'm with DK. I love the Levis. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? What What happens when you have competing crimes during a purge? Mm. What do you mean? There are no crimes during the purge. Well, right, but like, would be crimes. Like, is DK trying to murder somebody and I'm trying to kidnap them? Like, we're trying to do two separate things. <laughs> it's like competing crimes during the purge. You guys both want to kill Ethan Hawke, but who can do it first? <laughs> yeah, but that thing is we're doing it in opposite directions. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got a purge. Okay. Let's hear it. Yep. The only quarterback in this draft class, this will be a starter 10 years from now, will be Hendon Hooker. <laughs> That's <laughs> even better. There's that no one way you had that. That one, I, I fully endorse this. He's going to be 35 Did you truly have years. that ready? Yeah. No, I do. I, I, Anthony we were Richardson, not planning this. This is incredible. Like, this is the most take per synergy there's ever been. If you go through these guys, I'm like, Anthony Richardson would be a fifth round pick if Josh Allen was never born. Uh, CJ Stroud is just an Ohio State quarterback with Hall of Fame wide receivers. And we all are trying to like talk ourselves out of that being the thing. But that's the thing. And then Bryce Young is just like every statistical thing suggests he will not be able to play. And then there's Hedden Hooker, who's just going to be a second round pick. And he's going to get to sit and develop on a good team instead of being fed to the wood chipper of bad teams trying to play quarterbacks early. And Hendon Hooker in the fourth year of his contract when he's 30 years old is just going to lead like the Denver Broncos to a Super Bowl with Sean Payton. He'll be making $800,000. I'd agree if he was good. (laughs) However, (laughs) bad. Here's the thing. I feel like we no one knows who's good. I, I'm with, I, I like this one, Heifetz. <laughs> well, if Sean Payton takes Hendon Hooker in the second round, everyone's going to kind of pucker up and be like, oh, <laughs> wow. Holy I'll shit. You, I will remain so thoroughly unpuckered. I'll, no increase in my puckering when Sean Payton takes Hendon Hooker in the second round. Do you want to transition off the quarterback class and go to a different category? Or do you still yes. have more quarterback class ones? I'm done well, with quarterbacks. 
I have one more quarterback one. Amy Craig. <laughs> Craig. Kenny Pickett's going to be better than all these quarterbacks. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> all these QBs are going to suck. Take was coming. And yes. Kenny Pickett, aka Kenny Thicket, <laughs> is going to be better than all the quarterbacks in this draft class. I think we get too much time with these guys. That's the problem. We've been we've been staring at these four quarterbacks for three months, and we've talked ourselves into all of them. When in reality. None of them make any fucking sense. Bryce Young is tiny. CJ Stroud's not mobile and just play with Hall of Fame players. Anthony Richardson, I've I've thrown as many passes as Anthony Richardson. And so Levis is good. Marvin Harrison Jr. in the Hall of Fame before he ever <laughs> enters the NFL. Yeah, I have. When, <laughs> the the second, like two months ago, Ben on one of the pods said that if Justin Fields was in this class, he'd be the number one quarterback in the draft. And at, since then, I've just tuned out. And I was like, I'm out on all these guys. I, you can't talk me into them. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's going to be better than all four of that these was guys. Off of, that was off of pre-draft grades. Still. It's worth noting. That's yeah, that's right. the problem. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good on all these fuckers. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> give me can Kenny you, or give you, me death. Yeah. Can you, explain, can you explain to the to the audience why you call him Kenny Thicket, by the way? Um, I guess I guess his goal this offseason was to put on a lot of weight, and he did. He put on, I think it was 15 pounds. He now weighs 223. What? Um... And Thick looks boy. looks big, like big pecs. His his shoulders are way thicker now. He looks like a man. <laughs> he looks like uh, everyone made fun of how small his hands were, and he got really insulted by it. He's like, yeah. "I'll show yeah, you." Maybe his hands are bigger too. Maybe he like is testing out some some new uh, technology. But oh, Kenny, <laughs> look at him. He weighs two twenty six. Wow. Broad shouldered, Kenneth. Yeah, so I'm kind of all in. <laughs> We're gonna have we're gonna have to adjust the rankings. We're gonna have to go in and, and change some dials. See what numbers he's ever counting. Oh, filling out that practice jersey. He got wider. Yep. So now if only take. he could learn how to not freak out in the pocket, he'd be great. Well, he doesn't have to now because he can take the hits. I saw I saw a stat from I, I texted you this too, Craig. I saw a stat from uh, Jared Smola that was over his last five games last year. Pickett led the league. With an 88.9 pro football focus passing grade. Tops in the NFL. Now I'm going to bust. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> no one Jesus. says that. I swear to God. <laughs> <sighs> Has anybody anyway. started calling him Big Ken relative to Big Ben? Oh, the next iteration. oh fuck. That's really good. Wow. Big Holy Ken. shit, we just came up with something. Big I think we Ken. came up with Bobby Trees, but it was so like basic that like it was hard to prove. We should put this out so we actually can claim Big Ken first. What's better, Big Ken good. or Kenny Thicket? Both. Yeah, I'm about to say, <laughs> first, <laughs> I think Kenny Thicket is better. Secondly, I mean, sadly, it's the take bird, so nothing we say yeah, here counts. You can use we have to both. say Big Ken on a separate real podcast for That's true. Veracity. We, we get That's no credit point. for anything we say on this show. All right, speaking of which, DK, purge All yourself. Right. <sighs> here we go, fuck it. Darnell Washington is the next Gronk. I've seen it <laughs> up. Oh. He, mo he moves exactly like Gronk. Lumbering oaf times like a million, but he's also actually <laughs> fast. He is bigger than anyone on the field. He can block. Um, and even though he's like not, he has like almost no production in college. It's very, very minimal. He was playing behind Brock Bowers. There's a it's like a, the Roshan Johnson excuse. Like he was playing behind the best tight end in college football. If you look at the numbers, like efficiency wise, I got this from uh, Scott Barrett at fantasy points on a per reception base. His numbers were actually elite at receiving. He, he leads the class in career yards per target, raw depth adjusted yards per target, um, yards per reception, missed tackles, force per reception yards after the catch per reception and explosive play rate. This man, every time he was given a chance to catch the football, was making big things happen. And I think he's giving me the next Gronk. Can yeah. I uh can I read you a quote on that yes. note, DK? <laughs> sure. So this is uh Sonny Dykes, who is the uh, head coach at TCU before they played Georgia. And he said, Most teams, when they go with two tight ends, they're taking two players off the field and putting two average players on. Georgia's the exception to that. Their tight ends are exceptional. Like Rob Gronkowski, they're wide receivers that are 270 pounds that can block. The guy saying <laughs> that, Sonny Dykes, coached Rob Gronkowski yes. at Arizona. Like, that's not like some <laughs> guy. That's Gronk's coach being like, yeah, Darnell Washington's like Gronk. Okay, quick take, Purge. I can't stand when that happens because the reason that happens isn't because Sonny Dykes coached Gronk. 
Saws on Washington goes, he reminds me of Gronk for like all these real reasons. It's because Sonny Dykes can name six tight ends <laughs> and one of them is Rob Gronkowski. That is the truest coaches thing. Coaches don't know players that they haven't coached. Have you so whenever any- coaches give comps, it's always it's always some incredible dude they coached previously. Yeah. They just want to remind you that they knew Gronk at some point. This is a thing That's that true. happens. If you read any of these like anonymous scouting tweets and 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 like articles and stuff about from anonymous yep. scouts talking about players, none of them know the names of anyone. It's bizarre. Like you, your, your literal job is scouting football. And they, they say, oh, the guy before him. Uh, oh, the kid, w- number 87. It's oh, like talking the, to your parents about a, a new TV show. Jesus what's, Christ, what's learn some names. With, with Indiana Jones is in it, and it's with the other guy. He's, play, he's played <laughs> by the guy who was that guy in that show. Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle, dad, he cooks meth. It's <laughs> Indiana Jones is a therapist. It's good. I I do have a I do have a take purge about anonymous scout quotes. Yeah. All right. Good. Put your name on it, sucker. <laughs> no one <laughs> named scout quotes. Kevin Charles, a West Coast <laughs> scout for the Raiders, who is not responsible for watching East Coast players, and his opinion on East Coast players will not affect the Raiders draft board, has these things to say about these East Coast players. Firstly, okay, no one's no one's gonna read Kevin's comments about like Broderick Jones and be like, wow, Kevin really likes Broderick Jones. That probably means the GM is drafting Broderick Jones. Especially if we like clarify, like, okay, like whatever, he's not his area, and so he doesn't write his official report. Secondly, all scouts ever talk about is how nobody knows how much work they do and nobody appreciates them and how they should have better jobs. Put your name on it and be right, and you get hired away in an instant, <laughs> brother. What's it? I want anonymous scout quotes. I don't know how to how to change anonymous <laughs> into meaning actually named. I want anonymous scout, scout quotes. Put start putting names on these things, and then you'd also get less BS. You get less like, oh, I talked to his six brothers, and they said that when he was four, he would bully them by keeping the toy blocks in his room, and so he does not a team player. You wouldn't get any of that just total nonsense if we had names on, on quotes. No more anonymous scout quotes. This is Ben. Ben, this is because everybody's fearful now of being aggregated. It's the aggregators. That's the real problem here. We got to get the <laughs> aggregators out of here. The scouts heard about Google News and they were like, nope, we nope. can't do it. <laughs> can't get aggregated. And, well, there's anonymous scouts and then there's also Q anonymous scouts who are just the ones that like worship Brock Purdy. That's right. I think Brock Purdy is Q. Yeah. <laughs> Take Birch, Brock Birdie. <laughs> Q. Brock Birdie's Q. Brock. <laughs> no, but like, I think it's possible. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud, or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Hey, everyone. Just want to let you know that FanDuel let us design a contest. So you can play the Ringers draft day pick them on FanDuel for a free chance at a share of $10,000 in prizes. We got to design what we wanted to do for a FanDuel contest. So you can just make your picks for the first round of the draft and which teams are going to take which players and then also how many receivers go in the first round. What's the last position in the draft? Stuff like that. So the more picks you get right, the better chance you have to take home a bigger prize. Download the FanDuel app or head to FanDuel.com slash draft. And get your picks in before they get their picks in for a free shot at a share of $10,000 in prizes. FanDuel.com slash Ringer Draft. No purchase necessary. Agent location restrictions apply. Prizes are paid and non-withdrawable site credit based on user entry method that expires seven days after receipt. Void where prohibited. See full terms at FanDuel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. I like I like what we've been doing here. I like Darnell Washington as Gronk. I like that a lot. I like Brock Purdy as Q. We've got good stuff here. <laughs> 
<laughs> who would like to go next? Um, I have something special prepared. All right. So last year, I had a, I had just a, a, a petty crimes purge where I just named a bunch of players that I thought weren't that great. And then Craig said on the show, he was like, next year, I want you to just come with a bad list. Like, just come with a whole list of just players who are bad. Um, so I wrote a poem, and oh, I'd no. like to read it here for my, my take purge. <clears throat> the NFL draft super tough. Some guys just don't got the guts. So for our take purge, I brought a funeral dirge. Here is my sonnet of busts. There once was a rusher from Iowa. Rashawn Gary, he played in the Styla. His name's <laughs> Lucas Van Ness, but I think he's a mess, and nothing else rhymes with Iowa. Wow. Van Ness isn't the only big edge through whose film I was forced to dredge. Miles Murphy, Keon White, I guess Tyree Wilson's all right, but on none of these, a draft pick would I pledge. Pendant Hooker hype is a conspiracy, specifically designed to piss off me. He's produced <laughs> quite a bit in an offense that fit, but he's old and has a torn AC. L. <laughs> Jordan Addison is about my size. At theme parks, Tankdale can't ride the big rides. And I don't want to try it with Jalen High. <laughs> I almost got through it. Dang. Yes. Jordan Addison is about my size. At the at theme parks, Tank Dell can't ride big rides. And I don't want to try it with Jalen Hyatt. But Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, those are my guys. At Atomiwa oh. Adabare, Felix Anaduke Uzoma, Jack Campbell, Noah Sewell, Henry Toa all have the correct number of syllables for their respective lines in this limerick, and they aren't that good. Dalton Kincaid has a bad back. And Tank Bigsby is a bad back. Emmanuel Forbes lacks strength. Kalaja Kansi lacks length. And Brian Brzee, you can have that. As a poet, I've knocked off some rust. But as a scout, I'm on it, so trust. These evals are strong. I won't get any one of them wrong. Thanks for listening to my sonnet of busts. Wow. That Thanks. was incredible. Fucking good. I did Dad, that I can't see I too well. Is that Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> <laughs> I did that while I was mowing the lawn today. <laughs> it's just me mowing the lawn in my head going, does this have the right number of syllables? Yes, okay. Then stopping, taking out my notes app, writing down a line, putting it back in and keep going. I'll never forget it. I, I'm not going to try it with Jalen Hyatt. I don't want to try it with Jalen Hyatt. I, I, I knew if a line was going to make me break, it was going to be in Tank Dell at theme parks, can't ride big rides. I was oh so close gosh. to getting through it. And I saw Heifetz, like fall out of the screen. And I lost it. <laughs> that was amazing. Nothing else rhymes with Iowa. That was incredible. Wow. So that's my bad list. Thank you. And and you know what? We're going to give you credit for these outside of the take purge. When we look back on this, we will. this will not be anonymous. This will be a poem by Ben Solak. <laughs> my sonnet of busts. <laughs> Which is technically not a sonnet, but who cares? Um, I got one that kind of dovetails off of that a little. Does it rhyme? No. <laughs> DK's like, I have a Is rock how much, ballad. <laughs> how much can you dovetail off that? Yeah, like it's an ice opera. DK's like, metal. Ethan Hawk, come, why don't you come on out? We have a song <laughs> to perform. Can we can you, by the way, can you explain the Ethan Hawk thing? It was actually just an interstitial in the middle of a song. Yes, in the last episode, uh, DK thanked Fallout Boy and Fallout Boy's performing at the NFL draft. I looked up Fallout Boy, they had a new album come out this year. One of their songs is featuring Ethan Hawk. The, the actor. actor from The Purge. <laughs> um, and I listened to the song. And it's just, what are the odds of that, by the way? That, like, I know, right? He's, in the, he's, Incredible. he's the lead of The Purge. Everything um, is coming up. Bring her. And the song, show. it's not even a song. It's like a one minute interstitial of him like talking about the existential dread of life. <laughs> That's because the security systems he made weren't that good. That's right. He lived through The Purge and now he's just like everything he sees is in gray. <sighs> All right. Well, no, I don't have anything like that. Why didn't you save that for the end? How was anyone supposed to follow that, by the way? Um, I apologize. I didn't. I, I was really excited about it. I want to no, make sure I, I did it. No, that's amazing. It was great. great job. It was great. Um, but you did Thank mention you. several of the receivers. I feel like everything we've heard over the last like couple of weeks is that this receiver class sucks. I think I read in one of those anonymous scout reports that this is the worst receiver class in like a decade. Here's my take. Put your this name on it, Daryl. This receiver class, it's good. It's fine. I actually like yeah. it. Here to do it. Here's the deal. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, deserves to be a top 10 pick. You can talk about some of the question marks with Addison, with Hyatt, with Quentin Johnston. But if you go into the second, third round, I think there's some really quality start future starters in there. Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, Cedric Tillman, A.T. Perry, Jaden Reed, Tyler Scott, 
Michael Wilson, Xavier H- Hutchinson. Um, and that doesn't even include like the it- little itty bitty guys like Trey Tucker, who I like. Um, I think this is going to be fine. This is, it reminds me a little bit of the 2019 draft where it was like really light at the top. There were two first rounders, Marquise Brown and uh, Nikhil Harry. But then day two and day three, we saw Debo, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, like some studs in there, some starters in there, some good players in there. I kind of, I feel like this could be this class. Everyone thinks it sucks, but it's good. This is the year of little guys. Little guys. Season. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. even mention the little guys. Like Tank Dell might play a role as like a wide receiver three somewhere. Um, I'm not going to play a role on a roller coaster. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my take. Shouts out all the short kings in the NFL. No, but I, I super agree, DK, because like, okay, wide receiver classes that are super strong coming in, they have a bunch of first round picks. Wide receiver classes are always made good by the amount of second rounders and third rounders and fourth rounds who are able to find starting jobs. Like, it's always the depth of it. It's always how many people are at the position. And that's why, like, it's fun to talk about the top guys. But, like, this class is going to be made by Cedric Tillman hitting and Marvin Mims hitting and Jaden Reed hitting and Jalen Cropper hitting and, like, a lot of guys that, like, Mingo, some people know and Trey people Palmer. Don't, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're incrementally popular, but like they're going to get to good spots. They're going to play on good offenses and they're going to hit. Like, there's just so many bodies at wide receiver that a lot of them are going to be successful. Boom. That's an excellent take. I love that, DK. Heifetz, you got anything else? What do you got? I know. Heifetz, give us something. Give us some fire. Roger Goodell is underpaid. <laughs> no. What? Fuck you. That's a banger. <laughs> That's a banger. <laughs> what does he make? $60 oh million? God, $60 million a year. He deserves more. Oh, fuck. That was like Ooh. a really good one. <laughs> So that was beautiful. That was a clean <laughs> three-point shot. Gorgeous form. God, dude. You still uh, got it's it. It's true, though. Right to the heart well, right there. So here's the thing. Dan Snyder bought Washington <laughs> football team 20 years ago for like $800 million. He's selling it for like $6 billion. The time that Dan Snyder owned that team, they had more name changes than they had playoff wins. The team was accused of like sexual harassment, toxic work culture, bank fraud, stealing money from other NFL owners. And Dan Snyder and this team were investigated by the NFL, the FBI, the IRS, the DEA, and Congress. <laughs> and in exchange, he's going to profit 600% and make like $5 billion profit. Can, that has can nothing you to do with the... Dan Snyder. That's because of Roger Goodell. <laughs> can you list all the governmental agencies that investigated them again? The DEA, like, I, the FBI, the Congress. I think people like it, it, people forget. Like think, this guy, th- this team was so bad that people don't even talk. That this team's headquarters was raided by the DEA, the, the, the DEA, this the FBI, classic. the IRS, and Congress. And we just spent all our time being like, "Where's that NFL report?" Like this is there's so many six hundred percent return on this freaking business. I mean, this is the problem with sports in general. Is like. If, if you just grabbed a team in the 90s, you don't have to do a good job. And now you can make like 10 times your money because of just like television rights and inflation and general interest and, the, and like TV, sh- everything moving to streaming and, and sports being the only thing that cable uh, is on cable anymore. So like they can get way more out of the ads. Like y- you can just be a terrible owner and make a ton of money by owning a team. Yeah, it's because your business can't fail. That's what an incredible Industry that Roger Goodell has built here. What an yeah, incredible system. It, that he it has, has nothing to do with Roger Goodell. Right, he just happened to say. be there. <laughs> no. He's I'm just he saying, just man. He just fucking hangs out. Oh, my he God. He made every owner like $4 billion. The secular decline of like of like broadcast television and the rise of streaming had nothing to do with Roger Goodell. <laughs> and people liking watching dudes hit each other. That has nothing to do with Goodell. I. How much should he get paid? Oh, like 120. You should do double. <laughs> million? God, yeah. Dude. Uh, love the take. Do not agree with it, but it's an amazing take. That's a good one. <laughs> love it. Roger Goodell doesn't it. do shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, that's a better take. I could be the commissioner of the NFL. I would have made Dan <laughs> $6 billion. Actually, Heifetz, you would be a very good commissioner of the NFL, I feel like. I'm going to get that going. No. Can you like elaborate? He's a good commissioner of this podcast. Can't be, can't I mean, be any much harder than this. Honestly, Hyphus <laughs> is too I, much yeah. of a good guy. The commissioner of the NFL has got to get down in the muck. You know, he, he's got to pull some strings under the table, break some laws. Yeah, That's not Hyphus's game. 
I don't know if I could strong arm Jerry Jones. I got to tell you guys, I think I'd be, I think I'd get sweet talked real quickly. Roger Goodell's <laughs> killed like seven people probably. Hypers isn't capable of that. <laughs> Over under six point five. Not directly, but he's arranged it. Arranged right. it, yes. Over. Arranged over? All right, I accept. Arranged over. <laughs> uh, while I'm take purging, I also think Will Levis was right. More, We should all eat fruit peels. Yeah, man. The skin of fruit and vegetables is chock full of vitamins and nutrients. It's true. Like, I was looking that's, at vitamin that's C. Sick for the skin of fruits and vegetables. I'm so happy for it. No. Why are we good with some skin, though? It's just a PR problem. Like, apple skin, no one has a problem with that. Orange rinds have twice as much vitamin C as the actual fruit itself. Kiwis, just eat the fuzz. Just just eat the fuzz on the kiwi. It's that's, really good for uh, these antioxidants. Uh, I, I kind of, I push back. The fuzz, <laughs> the textural issue there, I don't, I don't know about that. But, like, normal skin, I'm down with that. <laughs> Tight skin. The skin on an apple is, like, one millimeter thick. The peel yeah. of a banana is, like dense yeah but i mean potato skins are really thin some people don't like to eat those but here's the thing yeah, there's antioxidants generally correct in, i would say there's antioxidants in the banana peels and the orange rinds which expand your blood vessels and i think that's why will levis is so vascular you're wow you're probably right that and or maybe like she's on trend but we don't know you know <laughs> banana peels and trend maybe that's the secret concoction is there. it the banana peels is it the creatine who can say <laughs> banana peels just gotten a bad rap I'm telling you Mario Kart ruined the banana peel <laughs> you trying to eat it monkeys eat the banana peel okay that's great for monkeys <laughs> are you trying to eat it listen we came from monkeys and they and it's because they ate banana peels and now we stopped <laughs> that's, that's this is like kind of the biggest take. evolutionary difference I will say prehensile tails I could dig that DK got another take perch I'm all out. Oh, you're out? Okay, Solak? By the end of the first round of the NFL draft, Aaron Rodgers will be on a team that is neither the Green Bay Packers nor the New York Jets. Whoa. Oh. Is oh. it the this Niners? Intriguing. Sure. Titans? Raiders? Anybody. There, there are too many teams that want a quarterback to fill with just the four top guys and also even fill with like the four guys plus Hooker, who's apparently going round one, which is a conspiracy designed to piss off me the 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 this situation has been going on for so long too right there's very clearly a disagreement on draft capital between joe douglas the gm of the jets and uh brian gutekunst the gm of the packers if you were in brian gutekunst's shoes the number one thing you'd want to do right now for the jets like to, to get more out of them is to find a potential second suitor Open right now. This is a closed market. It is presumably just the Packers and the Jets, and that's why the Jets get to say, "No, we're not trading that," and then feel like they can sit and wait and outweigh the Packers. So if you can go get anybody else, get anybody else to say, "Oh, we're going to trade this second round pick and this potential future first round pick," you then put massively put the screws to the Jets. Now there's a lot of issues with this cap. Aaron Rodgers wanting to go places. How do you get Alan Lazard <laughs> to the new team? He just signed a deal with the Jets. Obviously, that needs to get done. That's so the take is Lazard's getting traded. Yeah. Uh, yes. I think this is just the but, Ravens should just flip Lamar to the Packers for Rodgers. I'm unwilling to purge that. <laughs> That's got to keep that one inside. So, Ben, who's the starting quarterback uh, for the Jets week one? Like, dude, Carson Wentz. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh my God. That's what it's going to be. The Jets fans. Tanner McKee. I, I, I don't know what ha what's going to happen to like Sean Fantasy and Someone, all the Jets fans. Somewhere Sean Fantasy is listening to this episode and he just like dropped whatever he was holding. Yeah. My, he's, 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 <laughs> the his slow motion. Mouse is hovering over the terminate button on my contract in whatever you know, portal. It's like the <laughs> usual suspect. Yes. I was just going to say that. The slow mo drop of the mug. It's. <laughs> Just just like different angles. Suspects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. watch, you see the yeah. mug hit the ground and shatter yeah. from like four different angles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have a second quarterback trade take. All right. At the end of the NFL draft, the following quarterbacks will be Houston Texans. Davis no. Mills. Trey Lance. Mac Jones. Both of them? He's going to go get both. <laughs> the I entire 2021 quarterback <laughs> class is descending on Houston, baby. Oh, my God. It'd be a good reality show. 
You don't need to trade two to go get Trey Lance. I would also argue you probably don't need two to go get Mac Jones, but you can fold two into a trade that then you move back and you get 14 for the Patriots and Mac Jones goes to two, yada, 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 whatever. I think that the Texans are about as serious as they can get in terms of saying, yeah, we're going to stay at two drafts Will Anderson and not take a quarterback. But if you're going to sell that to ownership, if you're going to sell that to the McCain family, then you have to have a viable, this is how we make sure we have a young quarterback in the building plan that isn't conditional on, oh, we'll trade up from 12 to seven to go get Will Levis, who we love so much. Because apparently the Colts are taking Will Levis at four. So like, you have to get a young guy in the building that's not conditional in the 2023 NFL draft. So trade for Trey Lance. And then you're sitting there with two overall. And you're like, yeah, we're going to take Will Anderson. We love Will Anderson. And teams start calling. And now all of a sudden the Patriots are on the line saying they want to give you Mac Jones and you're Nick Casario and you were there when they drafted Mac and you like a Mac Jones and Bobby Slowick's your OC and he worked with Trey Lance. And now you've got lots of young players, lots of young quarterbacks, opportunity to develop and compete and see who the best of them is and protect yourself from injury. Yeah. Everybody, the entire 2021 quarterback class is going to Houston. Next year, Bears are trading fields. Texan. We're just going to collect all of <laughs> Zach Wilson when he gets cut. <laughs> Texan, all right? Everybody's all right. going to Houston. Love this. Uh, this would be a good reality show. Like, I remember when the Panthers had Baker and Darnold. I was like, that's so awkward. But this is like, this should just be like a, um, like Love Island, but it's just quarterbacks from the same draft class. They have to hang out together, just like spend all their time together. That's actually not a bad idea. They they all audition and only one of them can stay in the NFL and start for the team and the others have to like leave the league, go to the XFL. That's pretty good. <laughs> this goes back to our take from last year that we purged, which was the draft is just bad and dumb. Like it shouldn't be a draft. That's what it should be. It should be a rotating island of teams, right? The first team, like, you know, like you, you compete at their camp for a week and then they get to choose who they want of that group and the rest of them have to hop on a plane and go fly to the team with the second overall pick compete at their camp for a week and it's just politics and you can vote people off the island you get immunity idols good television i'd like to follow up on this because this is my final take is that the nfl draft broadcast is the worst show in sports television and tbh (laughs) i'd rather just skip it (laughs) i hate the nfl draft it's bad could have been an email programming and my solution is this i think the nfl draft should be the day after the super bowl Ooh. <laughs> there we go. Imagine Craig, the Chiefs. Craig, I'll one up you. Okay. Uh, during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Super hey, Bowl, you don't like the Chiefs and the Eagles. Super Bowl's on eight. Yeah. Super Bowl's on 80, 80, 80% of the screen. Right when the game starts, round one, pick one is up on the clock. And by the time the game is over, we know who's picking 31, who's picking 32, and they're on the clock. Be ready to go. Move right now. Uh, yeah, your you're team watching is, is swimming around in the confetti, and your GM is just like, go get Edge 4. We need him. Yeah, I'm watching the Super Bowl, and I get a notification. I'm like, oh, cool. The Steelers got Peter Skronsky. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I need from the NFL draft is a Twitter alert telling me who my team picked. I don't care about anything else. I'll one-up it here. The day after the draft or the day, or sorry, the day after the Super Bowl or the day of the Super Bowl is the uh, is the NFL draft. Combine, Pro Bowl weekend. Bye-bye Pro Bowl, yes. Combine time. Yes. Then we don't have to do the three months of this media cycle. It's just, it's just a glorious day of chaos the Monday after the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, I love how every take purchase become Craig being like, how could we like just not do any of this uh, podcasting that we've done for like the last three months? <laughs> it's just too <laughs> long. The, it's too long. But the, I, my tweak is like, I just think the draft should be more conducive to the United States of America being a free country where people can choose uh, what cities they live, live in and where to live. And like, I'm just bring the freedom back, like let people choose where to work again. We're just exiling Will Anderson to the Arizona Cardinals. It's like, God forbid, if these teams had to recruit, I think it should be recruiting season. So we'd actually, like college, like where we actually would get updates and things would happen and we could track planes and be like, oh my God, like Bob Kraft is flying here because I bet the Cardinals wouldn't charge the guys for boxed lunch if they actually had to convince people to work for them. Yeah, but here's my counter to that. Everybody hates the college recruiting system. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. You know what they wish it was more like? The draft. (laughs) It's, what? It's how is it fun that Georgia just gets every five star because they pay the most money? Like that's terrible. <laughs> so we're just like out on capitalism. I have a, 
It's like <laughs> I've uh yeah. I have a plane related take to purge. Okay. Wow. Flying all these dudes around for all these top 30 team visits is the biggest waste of jet fuel that man has ever conceived. It's terrible. You ever look at those tweets where it's like, it's like today Will Levis is visiting the Vikings in Minnesota, and then tonight we'll be in San Francisco visiting the 49ers. Tomorrow morning he'll be in New York visiting the Jets and then down in Jacksonville that afternoon. Just Will Levis by himself in a PJ just getting thrown around the country, horrendous jet lag, racking up miles. He's gonna be able to buy a whole flight for him and his family for a week long vacation with all with, with all the mileage he gets. We Zoom. <laughs> we did it during COVID. <laughs> we did it during COVID. It was okay. You can draw pictures. You can do whiteboard stuff. Just Zoom, man. And no more, no more flying all these poor young men around for a month. I guess like basically like secondary take purge. I'd like to do a show with all the top prospects where we bring them on and we just rank airports. These guys have got great data. They've been at every airport just and throwing luggage around in and out fast. I feel like we get some good information. Are they them. going to airports or are they just going to like private jet hangers? Depends. Probably private jet hangers. If it's the, really if it's the Cardinals, definitely work. airports. Let's put yeah, these guys in. True. Let's put these guys in coach. A little character test. See how they see how they well, gotta, I love the idea of get, tracking the carbon emissions of the draft process of like if we just did Craig's idea during the Super Bowl. It's like all these owners, 32 different owners didn't fly into the combine with their like, wow, we could save the if planet. We gotta get Greta Thunberg on this or Thunberg. How do you say her? I don't know how you say her last name. Thunberg. I don't know. I don't, Thunberg, Thunberg, I don't know. Uh gotta get her to start rallying against these 30 visits. Everybody always loves, like, Belichick loves to tell that, like, cute story of Gronk falling asleep during their pre-draft meeting. And you're like, oh, Gronk, what a silly, what a silly guy. What a goofball Gronk is. And then you realize the worst jet lag in the history of all time. All these guys do is fly around for a month. I feel for them. And I also feel for the atmosphere in the ozone layer. These 30 visits are literally the reason the oceans are rising. Get rid of private jets from Ben Solek. No more private jets. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> There's Wait, a great Twitter see. account. I don't. I forget the name. It's called like Private Jet Tracker, or like Flight Tracker, and you can see where every anytime a celebrity takes off in a private jet, you can see where they took off from, where they're landing, and how much jet fuel and, and how much money it cost. Does Twitter kill yeah, that? It's like a high school kid. Yeah, Elon Musk offered that guy like five. He's like a 15 year old, five grand to shut it off, and the guy wouldn't. And then he bought Twitter. Five grand. Axed it. <laughs> and it was like kids. General rule, when the richest man of the world offers you five grand, it's probably Say worth no. more than, than five grand. <laughs> uh, so it's five go, kid. I'm like. We got to get Roger the, Goodell running Twitter. He'd exactly. write the ship. There we go. <laughs> uh, I just, we didn't hit Bijan Robinson. I just wanted to say that there are four different centers I would take in this draft over Bijan Robinson. I wanted Ooh. to have a take that was like Bijan Robinson is, is going to be overrated and I just couldn't get there. I know, Craig, I did the exact same thing. I even wrote it down. I was like, Bijan's going to bust. I was like, no. I'm forced. <laughs> I don't feel that in my heart. But dude, Joe Tipman? Hell yeah. I almost had a uh, uh, Bijan Robinson isn't just going to win Offensive Player of the Year. At some point, he's going to win MVP. And then I was like, I yelled at the nerds last time. I don't need to give them bait this time. <laughs> <laughs> Pump and dump. I don't know what that means in this, in this case. <laughs> more? It's kind of like Will Levis is going to bust. Did he have enough earlier? <laughs> you guys are talking about eating the skin and all that. Give me a break. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way until Eating now. The fuzzy skin. I don't know. Uh, that reminds me, I was looking at, uh, there was a science Instagram account that I follow or TikTok or whatever. Um, Which is it was it? like, well, it's a Instagram account that just posts TikToks. You know what I mean? Okay. So it's like the same yeah. fucking thing. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the, the meme on TikTok and Instagram where it's like, man, I should call her. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's the funniest fucking thing I could ever imagine. There was one, there was like a pic, like it was a science Instagram and it was a person squeezing a fruit and all this juice was coming out. And the first like top rated comment was just, man, I should call her. <laughs> just, just cackling by loves, myself. Yeah. No, I, I get you. It's, <laughs> it's like a chicken breast cut in a certain way. And someone's like, man, I should call her. <laughs> I've seen it's so this. funny. The comments on the comments are like infinitely better than any of the TikToks. That's my take. That's a good take. <laughs> Thank God that was within the purge. The siren hasn't played yet, or else you. Oh, oh, wow. We <laughs> slipped it in in the end there. Pun intended. Uh, slipped it in. I he's still going. I feel lighter. 
I feel... I feel clean. better. I feel pure. I don't even remember what happened. Can't wait for all hour. these quarterbacks. Can't wait for all these quarterbacks to be good, especially the one drafted <laughs> first overall. What yeah, a great size, pick, the first I mean, pick in the draft. The Panthers are a lucky team. Awesome that program. Roger Goodell should really be donating his salary to firefighters and teachers. <laughs> I mean, anyway, yeah. I, I got to go catch a PJ. <laughs> which I'm a big fan of. I was debating my first take being like something super like boring and, and like serious. Like I would just come in and be like, I don't think Christian Gonzalez really is going to be able to match the physicality of the NFL and just see what you guys said. <laughs> I would like it. I'd be into it. I know I was going to say Ben would answer it very earnestly. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I would have no idea what was going on. <laughs> uh, we did it. Thank you once again to Chris Sims, the take God. Pay your Chris, respects. You're we're all we're none all of this would be possible without image. you. He, I mean, he is truly an inspiration for this show. Will Anderson, Edge Five. I wish we could have a presenting sponsor <laughs> up from a person. Like if this if this episode could just be sponsored by Chris Sims. <laughs> <laughs> he Venmoed us. <laughs> we Venmo him. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is that how advertising works? No, I don't know how it works. Well, no, they would pay uh, us to be the presenting. But in this specific case, <laughs> we would be paying. I would, I would pay Chris Sims for him to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> By the way, I, I have a buddy who's in advertising, and he like gets so mad every time we talk about it. He's like, "What is wrong with you? It's not that complicated." Accrusher, a creature. <laughs> Ask it him is, about the separators on the conveyor belt. <laughs> It's hard, man. I don't know how this shit works. We don't I'm talk scared. about we don't talk about acrisure enough. It's so bad. <laughs> are people in Pittsburgh just like boycotting that name? Like, when are they finally going to give in and be like, "All right, fuck it, it's acrisure"? I think it's going to be like fascism, where it's like you got to wait a hundred years for the everyone who remembers <laughs> the Heinz to die, and then we'll just start over again. Because I hear people say crypto.com or crypto instead of Staples. Yeah, but acrisure is so but much harder to pronounce. It's not the same. It's not. It's Acrisure. It's not a thing. Ac sorry, Acrisure. That's my point. The difference is that Staples, uh, one, no one cares about, and two, it's not like an LA company. Heinz is a is a Pittsburgh company yeah. that sponsored the Steelers, and it's just like no one in LA is like, man, that's Staples. What a what a pillar of the community. I know. My my take was that Staples was a dumb name, but we just got used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, What's cool about Staples? Sta when you go to a Staples, you're like, hey, that's where Magic Johnson's going to play. In Staples. Cool. Also, dude, there's how many like 14-year-olds actually know what Staples even are? Most of them. <laughs> do, they, school, Danny? do they get paper? What? what paper do they get in school? <laughs> what do you Danny? Danny, 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 they're in school. How are you Is there still paper? paper together, Daniel? I don't know. People still like, use paper. It's not obsolete. Do they? do they? Yes. Paper clips, too transient, gator clips, too flashy. Things are getting stapled, man. Also, I'd like I to acknowledge know. that I, I, I know that it was not called Staples Center when Magic Johnson was there because Magic Johnson was playing in the forum. I just wanted to let you all know that I know Just get that. ahead of all those emails. Yes. Yeah. But my point But you, remains. did you mean like Bill, if he's listening, like Bill texting you and being like, Magic didn't play in Staples and just getting ahead of that? Anyone. Anyone who's going to come after me. Craig, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't use the take purge to try to be like, you know what? Draymond, did, like, Sabanis deserved the stomp. Draymond did nothing wrong. Well, that see, I, I think that outside of the take perch window. <laughs> That's I, not I, even I, I think that anonymously, to use Ben's word. Anonymous. <laughs> Quote me on that. He grabbed Draymond's leg. I don't know where else he had to stand. He, he grabbed his leg. And DeMontis is a dirty player. So <laughs> he is. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, my God. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Solak. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you. Everyone for listening, email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have thoughts on the take purge, thoughts on anything. Uh, our draft schedule for this week, we're going to be doing mock draft this week. We're going to have episodes after each round, each day of the draft, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So stick with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. If you want to email us, nfldraft.theringer.com. Check out DK's big board, mock draft. Solix shorted every freaking pass that all these quarterbacks threw in college. Ooh which is tough because Hennon Hooker will be the last one playing in 10 years. But anyway, um, 
Wait, wait. I have one quick question for Ben, having done that. What was the single best pass you saw out of any prospect in college football? Uh, CJ Stroud play action against Iowa crosser uh, up against the sideline, just like four bodies around through it with uh, having reset against pressure, just lollipopped it right in there. Dropped just, it into you can't, a bucket. You can't throw a better ball. Nice. Nice. Thank well, you, Lorne. 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 Thank you, Ethan Hawk. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> this counts. It does. Technically. <laughs> Musical Featuring legend. Featuring Ethan Hawk. Hi, Vince. I have a question. Did you do you think that the Staples Center is named for Staples, like the physical state, like the tool that you use to bind paper together, or did you know that no, there's the a company. store it's called the, Staples? The office supply. It's the retail code. company. I was, you thought it was you just named I, after an kids object? don't know what Staples are. I thought you meant the store, and then you you meant the actual like tool. I meant both. Well, they definitely don't know what Staples the the retail company is. But I think they know what Staples the the object is i don't know well i i was talking about like like i don't know kids in school and then i realized while i was talking about that that what's gen z and i was like what we really didn't name these things well what are we calling the kids under gen z we have to go back to gen a oh i don't i don't know actually that's a good question i don't know what that next generation is called who decided to start with like x that was a terrible decision (laughs) bad foresight there uh it is called generation alpha god that's so cool oh my god so then what's after that? Generation Beta? Generation beta? That's going to be tough. If, Betas if, are coming. When, when it's time for me to have children and it falls under the Generation Beta time, I'm not having kids. I'm waiting. Wait, DK, <laughs> is, is Calvin going to be Generation Alpha or Generation Beta? I don't know. Craig, what are the years? Uh, Generation Alpha is 2010 to 2024. So he's an alpha. Oh, yeah. He's in. Alpha, baby. Oh, God. It Hell says yeah. beta is 2025 to 2039. We're all screwed. Craig, all of our kids are clock screwed. Clock is ticking, buddy. Oh God. What a shame. <laughs> oh, my God. Craig's getting married this year. All oh right. Boy. I got to have a kid quick. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>